Hey everyone, welcome to The Exchange Daily, where every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday we go through a psalm, we try to slow down, uh, stick with a passage or a scripture to meditate on it, to practice it, to seek to do it. Today is Monday, April 20th, 2020, and uh, we, for the last couple of podcasts, have been looking at Psalm 23, and today we're going to look at verse 2 through 3. And we're going to talk about the shepherd's role, the shepherd's role. David in Psalm 23 is a shepherd who's talking about how the Lord is a shepherd. And uh, he's looked at how he's his shepherd. He will not lack. And now he talks about what he does. So we're going to look at the shepherd's role in verse 2 through 3. Here is the first phrase, Psalm 23, verse 2. It says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. <clears throat> Philip Keller, uh, this is an author who was once a shepherd for many years, and he wrote a really famous book called A Shepherd's Look at Psalm 23. Um, So if you're ever wondering, why does Josiah know some weird facts about sheep? It's probably because of this book. Uh, And he says, listen to this. There are four things that need to take place before sheep will lie down in green pastures. All right. So David says he makes me lie down. This author recognizes there are some things that need to happen for sheep to lie down. First of all, he says, they need to be free from fear. Free from fear. No fear whatsoever, no suspicion that they're being hunted or attacked or someone's following them. They need to be free from fear. Second, they need to be free from friction, meaning there needs to be no issues with other sheep. Sheep can be stubborn. They can fight. They can headbutt. Um, For them to lie down and rest, they need to be free from friction. Number three says they need to be free from flies and parasites. So uh, there's these flies or parasites that would get in their eyes and their nose and it just really bothered them and they wouldn't rest. And so they need to be free from that, he says. Number four, they have to have a full stomach. They need to be fed. And so he says, these are the things that need to take place for sheep to be at rest. Um, Now, he says, the shepherd makes me lie down. So the shepherd's role was to create an environment where there was no fear so they could rest. And this is a beautiful picture. Our shepherd creates this environment where we're free from fear, free from friction and at odds with each other and from the flies and parasites and things that get at us and he feeds us. And this is what Philip Keller in his book is saying that for a sheep to lie down, it's because the shepherd's done a great job to create a peaceful environment. He makes me lie down in green pastures. In Mark 6, there's a story where Jesus is, you know, he spent a lot of time by the Sea of Galilee, most of his ministry, and just multitudes are following him. And there's a story where, you know, very well, where he feeds the 5,000. And it says this in Mark 6, when Jesus came out, he saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep, not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. Jesus looks at the multitude. He sees the thousands of people and his heart is moved with compassion. He's like, oh, they're like sheep, not having a shepherd. So he's like, let me teach them. Let me train them. The multitudes are following him um, around that area. Then Mark 6, 39 says this, he commanded them to make them all sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in ranks in hundreds and in fifties. So he not only just sees these multitudes of people, he's like, we need to get organized, sit down on the grass in groups of fifties and hundreds. And then we know he broke the loaves and the fish and he fed the 5,000 and he had uh, them in the groups in that way to just is organized. Um, They could be reached more efficiently or effectively. And he had them, he made them lie down in green grass. And this is a good shepherd. He said uh, he had them sit down. We're just by the Sea of Galilee, by the way. Remember, but they're by the still water. 
And this is Christ. He is our good shepherd. He makes us lay down. Now, sometimes shepherds um, have to make you lie down. The shepherd must come at times to apply pressure to make us lie down. It's like when you tell your dog to sit and he doesn't sit. So you kind of push on his butt. You're like, this is what sit means, sit. Um, How does he make us lie down? Sometimes it could be maybe in, in setbacks. And we meet the Lord. We have to sit down and meet the Lord in that way. Sometimes it might be in solitude. You know, you went through something painful. That girl dumped you and you're sad and you're lonely and you're in a room. And maybe the Lord's like, hey, seek me. It could just be that he makes us lie down on, on the Sabbath to rest. It could be maybe that he has us lie down because of COVID-19. There are times where the Lord, who is our shepherd, makes us lie down. Says, you're going to rest here. You're going to stop here. Um, and this is what he's trying to do. Uh, green pastures, uh, the, the idea of that he makes us lie down by green, green pastures. I mean, sheep would feed off their own land till there was nothing left. Like they would just start eating globs of dirt. And uh, this is something that, in a sense, we could do where we're just staying in one spot. And the Lord's like, I want to bring you and lead you to new pastures, to green pastures. I want to bring you to fresh grass and you're going to lie down there. And so the first phrase is, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. And then it says, he leads me beside the still waters. Now, sheep will not drink from just rushing rivers. They will either run from it or into it and they'll die. But they will not drink from just a rushing, raging river. Um, now, sheep don't know how to you know, find clean, still water. I mean, they'll just drink whatever's in front of them. It will kill them. If they don't find good water, the still water, they'll just drink polluted water. And the good shepherd's like, I have better water for you. Now, there is this story of Jesus in John 4, where he sees a woman at a well by some water, and he asks for a drink. And she's like, how could you ask me? You're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan woman. And, and Jesus says, well, if you know who asked you, you would ask him for a drink. And she's like, sir, you have nothing to draw the water with. And he goes, well, I will give you a drink while you will never thirst again. And here's the idea. She was drinking from polluted waters. She was drinking from waters that will not satisfy, waters that would lead her to be thirsty again and again and again. And here is our shepherd who leads us to still waters. Still waters is that healthy water. It's that good water. It's that water that will fill us up. We'll we'll never thirst again. And Jesus is like, I bring you. I'm the shepherd who brings you to the still waters. See, Jesus in John 7 said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Let him come to me and drink. And he who believes in me out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Um, Jesus goes, come to me and drink. I will lead you to still water. I'm what you need. And then this next phrase, he restores my soul. He restores my soul. You're thinking, this is bizarre. How does a shepherd and a sheep, how does he, he do that? I mean, there are some unique situations where a sheep can roll over on his back and at times not get up. And the shepherd who will be looking for a sheep and go, where is this sheep? And he knows his sheep by name and he's looking for it. And the idea is the shepherd have to find the sheep who's possibly in this weird situation where he's on his back and he would have to flip it over and the sheep would live. If the, if the sheep just stayed on its back, it would just die. And so David, who at different Psalms, right? God, you restore my soul. You restore my soul. Why? And he's even said, God, why are you, or he says to his soul, soul, why are you cast down? Like, soul, what's wrong? Why are you flipped over? And he's saying, you know what? God is that shepherd who flips me right side up, who restores my soul. And he's like, are we not like sheep who are just cast down or who are just flipped over? And we have a shepherd who restores us. He restores us. He is better than any person or any counselor. He restores us most efficiently and effectively. He restores my soul. I, I'm, 
I really want us actually to hear that phrase. We're just not even like practically, but just spiritually slow down. God restores our soul. If you're looking for a restoration of your soul, there's no one else who can do it. He restores my soul. We look for, I think, a Netflix series, some a good meal, just quiet time away from the craziness maybe, or maybe you, you want to be around people, like whatever it is, we're looking for it in something. And what will truly restore our soul is he, he, God, you restore my soul. The next phrase he goes on, it says, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Listen, the good shepherd leads. I mean, twice he says this phrase, and I, I wanted to wait to point out to here, but he says, he leads me beside still waters, and here, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Listen, a shepherd leads. Um, fun fact about sheep, you cannot drive sheep, like the shepherd, a human cannot drive sheep as you could drive other cattle. Like, so meaning sheep um, are not driven driven by a shepherd. They must be led. You can maybe um, drive, whether it's different, you know, herds or cows, oxen, whatever, but you can't really drive sheep. Um, you can maybe drive them and freak them out with a dog and like you're like scaring them. You can do that. Uh, but a shepherd doesn't drive, a shepherd leads. A shepherd doesn't drive. Um, and just like, you know, with them, like, yeah, yeah, right? Shepherd doesn't do that. The shepherd leads. Jesus said in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. They follow me. My sheep hear my voice when I call them, when he calls us by name. And he's like, I know them. I know them. And they follow me. They hear my voice and they follow. He leads you in the path of righteousness. You follow him. You don't have to be righteous. You have his righteousness. Now you follow him in the path of righteousness. Now, let's just be honest. It's difficult to lead. Like, I think we maybe overuse this word, or I think we kind of paint a picture to everyone from a very young age that everyone's a leader. That's kind of like a Western philosophy that everyone's a leader. Um, everyone has influence, of course. Everyone has influence over other people. And, you know, I, I think in many ways we see that, whether it's in social media or just in daily life, people have influence, but that doesn't mean you're a leader. You know, to lead, it's really, it is difficult to lead. You have to build trust. You have to love them, serve them, care for them. You have to be consistent in all those things. I mean, not everyone is a true leader. We might have influence, but to lead people, that is incredibly difficult. Um, and Jesus is in the Gospels, and he does this. He's leading people. He's just leading them. He's investing in them. He's loving them. He's serving them. And it says that he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, meaning he also shows me where to go to live. I mean, he's doing this for his name, for his glory, um, that this is really for, for we think for us, but in reality, it's for the glory of God. Whatever we eat or drink, whatever we do is all for his glory. And so here's the idea today. Can you and I just say, the Lord is my shepherd? Can we say that? Because maybe it's possible you've strayed. Maybe you could say, um, the Lord is my shepherd. Maybe you can't. Maybe you've wandered away. And I love what Jesus describes in Luke 15. He says, what man of you, because he talked to a culture that, you know, we're like farmers and um, lived in more of that kind of lifestyle. He goes, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one which he has lost uh, until he finds it. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. 
And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. He's like, there's more repentance, or there's more celebration in heaven. When one person gets it and says, yeah, I need, I need my shepherd. Or the shepherd grabs them and he finds them. The shepherd pursues. And there's so much in that. Like, obviously, God pursues us. Obviously, that we wander, God pursues. He'll leave the 99 for you, for me. I mean, that is amazing grace that he leaves the 99 to pursue the one. Um, the one person who repents, and then so they give, they just, they get the good shepherd. There's praise in heaven. There's more rejoicing for the person who's repented, it says. And so listen, is the Lord your shepherd? I mean, Matthew 25, it, it just continues this idea of shepherd and, and, and sheep and goats. And it talks about there'll be a separation one day between the sheep and the goats. The sheep are a part of his flock. The goats are not. The point is, in this psalm, as we continue to walk through this, we have a shepherd who restores, who leads, who brings us to still waters. I mean, he brings us to green grass. He makes us lie down. We have a shepherd who cares for us. We scatter. We freak out. We go, what is going on in the world? We have no idea what's happening. And the Lord is saying, lie down, rest. Maybe right now, some of you need to just put away your phone a little bit, the news a little bit. I would highly encourage you. Here's like our practice. I want to ask you guys, maybe just to check the news twice a day that really on your Sabbath to have one 24-hour period where you're dedicated to just uh, really relax, to maybe worship, to go for a walk, to pray more, to read, to say, God, restore my soul. Um, and he'll do that. He restores our soul. Give him space to restore your soul. Give him opportunity to restore your soul. He restores my soul. You can't. I can't. No movie or series can restore our soul or bring what we're looking for. So Psalm 23 is reminded to us that the shepherd, the shepherd is the one who creates this environment, that creates this place where we feel safe, where there's no conflict, where we can just say, God, restore my soul. Let me lie down. Lord, bring me to still water. Bring me to these green pastures. And he will do this. So listen, um, we're going to continue in the psalm on Wednesday and on Friday. And I just want to encourage you to embrace this mindset that it, Sabbath is necessary. Lying down is necessary. Take it all in. Um, I want to remind you of a couple things happening for us at our church. Um, on Friday at 8.30 p.m., uh, Kimber, my wife, and I will be doing like a little Facebook Live, Instagram Live thing just kind of want to have fun with this on relationships, dating, engagement, marriage, marriage with kids, um, friendships. We kind of just want to talk all things relationships. So that will be Friday, 8.30 p.m. Please join us. Um, also on Wednesdays at uh, 12.15, we do a Facebook Live prayer like meetup. We still just want to pray in this time, and we can't always do that. And so we're going to try, you know, in person, a large group. So we're going to try to do that on Wednesdays at 12.15. Please join us. Listen, I hope I really hope and pray that this is a blessing for you. I hope that God's word just does something as we hear it, take it in, believe it, trust it, and apply it. Um, so if this has been helpful for you, would you please share it with someone? Would you uh, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Spotify, whatever it might be? Uh, would you rate it? Would you review it? It just helps us get the word out. Listen, thank you so much. Uh, we have Zoom groups happening all week. Please join a Zoom group. We would love for you to be a part of one. And uh, guys, uh, I'll see you in a sense through the podcast world on Wednesday. God bless you guys. See you in Zoom groups. Take it easy. Bye.